Good evening, everybody, and welcome to a very happy tune review tonight. Uh, we are reviewing, uh, well, an absolute classic. I mean, we're nearly late coming on because we were just finishing off our after eights um, chocolates there just uh, before we came on air and celebrating what was just an unbelievable game of football. Uh, me and Billy have, you know, regained our voices after uh, the commentary yesterday. So we hope you enjoyed that because we certainly did. It was absolutely magnificent uh nothing can be said apart from magnificent it was just a just a wonderful game of football to watch uh, alex you watched it in poland and um i guess you were absolutely buzzing i was yeah it was um everything that we needed to happen happened you know both strikers got on the score sheet wingers did both wingers got on the score sheet i mean the only thing the only downside was obviously harvey barnes getting injured but apart mm. from that you know we got we got Longstaff and Bruno on the score sheet. We got a few centre halves with goals. I mean, I'm, I'm still I'm counting Burn as a centre half, especially in attacking set pieces. He counts as a centre half. Mm. Um, you know, and a clean sheet, and minutes for Hall and Livermento, and we trialed a different formation, and it's helped the goal difference. It, you know, it's it's win win. Um, apart from the Barnes injury, it was nearly a perfect afternoon. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll come on to that in a second because obviously it, it kind of changed the game that did when uh, Barnes went off, obviously. But uh, uh, Matty says, uh, good evening, all you legends. Great news about the podcast awards. Uh, you deserve it and actually more than deserve to win. Thank you very much, Matty. Uh, yeah, we'll start off with that. Uh, you will see pinned at the top of the live chat uh, the link to go and vote for uh, the tune review in the finals of the Football Content Awards. Those of you that don't know, um, we announced it yesterday on the Watch Along and on social media today. Um, we have made the finals at Anfield uh, on the 16th of November. Uh, we are in the best podcast Premier League group. Uh, we are up against some very, very tough opposition, uh, some very, very good podcasters in there. Uh, so for us, uh, a relatively small channel like the Toon Review to be in with some of the big boys is uh, is quite immense. And it's all down to you guys. Uh, I said that yesterday. Uh, you've, you know, the votes that we got put us in the finals. Now we need more votes uh, for the finals uh, because it, it's a massive event. And uh, we'd love to try and get something uh, out of that uh, out of that game. So out of the final. So, you know, it's top three. You just never know. Um, these are obviously who we're against. This is for 
best podcast in the Premier League. Uh, you can see us there. We're up against some very, very good podcasts, guys. Um, some really, really good ones. Uh, but it's it's a proud moment to be there, Billy. 100%. Yeah, it's a, bit, a nationwide kind of award ceremony. Um, it's it's a magnificent achievement. And as you've said, the support we get from the, the viewers and the, and the subscribers and the members is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, to have us in that list of great podcasts. I mean, not that I've watched any of them, I've got to say. I haven't even watched ours. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you tend not to watch other football <laughs> ones, do you? But, I mean... but still, yeah, to be in that yeah. list of 10 is fantastic. And let's hope mm-hmm. we can come away with an award this year. So yeah, second year it, on the it would, Exactly. It would be lovely. Um, now, Alex, obviously you went last year. Uh, it was a great event, this time at Anfield. Uh, looking forward to it? Yeah, yeah. If, it's, if last year is anything to go by, it was magnificent. There were, a lot, there were guest speakers. We'd got lots of interesting personalities there. Um, the setup was lovely. It wasn't, it wasn't a hotel, so slightly different. Um, but it was a very enjoyable evening. I, I had, unfortunately, I couldn't stay stay overnight and, and stay for the whole thing, which I, 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 we're definitely going to do this year. So mm-hmm. um, hopefully it'll be uh, very, very enjoyable. And we, we should try and bring you some content from there as well, as I'm sure everyone will well, be taking yeah. their cameras around. So we'll, we, we'll try. Uh, hopefully all three of us are going. So, uh, you know, to, to represent us and um, we have obviously congratulations to all the other Newcastle United podcasters as well that have uh, made the finals. Uh, we're not against each other. Uh, we're all in different categories, which is a, a really good thing. So uh, all of us are representing Newcastle United, which we are immensely proud of. Um, so congratulations to uh, all the Newcastle United podcasts that have got there. Uh, I will shout out to though who are friends of the channel. Uh, obviously, Adam Pearson, uh, he is in Best in Video uh, alongside some very, very good creators in there as well. So if you if you like Adam's content as well, uh, stick a vote in for him. And of course, Matty from the Magpie channel, he's in Best Club Content Creator for the Premier League. So um, very, very interesting uh, group. And it's, it you know, representing Newcastle United, representing your club, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. And it's a very proud moment for us all. Uh, so if you would, just click the link. It's in the description as well. It's at the top of the chat. Uh, all you need to do is when you get to the voting page, just scroll down to uh, uh, Best Podcast. Uh, you'll see it there, the Best Podcast, and then click on the Premier League drop-down menu, and you will see the Tune Review. Uh, just click it, and uh, just keep voting, guys. That's all we can say is uh, please, please, please keep voting, and uh, hopefully we will, uh, as Billy says, we will come back with a prize hopefully second year there uh we are going to make sure we damn well enjoy it uh and it's all down to you guys um simon says i hope all these fans throwing all those bottles get found out and banned yeah i mean we didn't see it at first billy on the on the uh commentary did we it was it wasn't until it was highlighted if i was paul hecky but we'll be getting him in the side because anything to hit the target all day for well that's a very good point yes um did anybody else see um, John Beresford in the crowd? Uh, incredible. Uh, leading the singing and stuff like that. I mean, that, that that's just, um, that's awesome. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's brilliant, Alex, when you see ex-players in with the fans just jumping around like that. Oh, it's great. Well, we're starting to get a little bit more of it now. Obviously, we had a little bit of Janela last year, but now we're getting a bit more involved. Obviously, Shay Givens getting a bit more involved in television. Mm-hmm. Um, Shay has obviously always been there. Uh, we're getting a lot of ex-pros sort of visiting games. Obviously, we had um, Les as well, pitch side, which is really cool. Uh, and, and it's nice. We're getting a bit more representation, and rightly so. It, it's, yeah. it's often just been drowned out by sort of ex, 
generally Arsenal, Liverpool, Manchester United pros, and it's it's a bit boring. So it, yeah. it's nice to see a bit of a mix-up, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. And UFC, Ollie says, evening all. Uh, Paul, you and Billy had me cracked up yesterday with anal and anus on the pitch. Great commentary as per. Uh, yeah, it was uh, an amusing incident there. Uh, Spike, good evening, buddy. I uh, hope everyone's good in eighth heaven. Come on, lads. Um, Alex, we didn't... Um, I mean, the game started very slowly for us, if we're honest. We didn't really find our feet in the first 10 minutes. And Sheffield United, to be fair, could have had a couple of goals. Um, yeah, it was just a scrappy first sort of 10 minutes or so. There were balls mm -hmm. pinging around and first touches. And, uh, you know, our old friend, Rick O'Shea, as Billy likes to call him, it was just one of those scrappy 10 minutes where, you know, the mm -hmm. ball was fall falling to them. A lot of their chances came like that, to be fair, where Dan Byrne won a towering header and it just pinged off Gordon and they got a, they got a chance from it. it yeah. That was most of what they got their chances from. Um, I think the only other time they got reasonable chances is when we switched to the new formation at the end of the game. We did leave a bit of space for them to exploit. Um, which I'm sure we'll talk about, but yeah, it was fine. We'll, we'll get that as long, as long as we we keep our defensive structure and the goalkeeper's in the right position and isn't is, is confident, which he seems to be at the moment. Pope is it, it was fine. Yep. Um, Ian Fleming, thank you for your eight pound super chat. That's very kind, buddy. He says a pound for every goal, Paul. Thank you, mate. Uh, yeah, it, it, there was a lot of. Uh, those guys that normally super chat in when we score goals um, sort of emptied the wallets last night on the show. Uh, it was incredible. I don't think anybody expected it, but the game seemed to turn, Billy, on, as we've uh, Alex has already alluded to, the injury, which was a, a shame to Harvey Barnes. We don't want to see injuries, um, but it definitely changed the game. It, it changed our um, attitude, I suppose, because every time Gordon got the ball, he was just racing past the defender. He was so direct. And he gave us another attack and impetus, which obviously worked a treat because we got the first goal through it. He got to the byline, um, you know, it kept the ball in, definitely kept it in, but it, it did hit his hand. But it's deemed now that uh, those are not going to be disallowed for handballs like that leading up to a goal. Um, a Sheffield United fan actually read that out on one of uh, one of the podcasts last night. Uh, so there was no sort of malice from the Sheffield United fans. Pulled it back and Sean Longstaff, he steps in, Billy, and absolutely lashes the ball into the back of the net. Well, first and foremost, I think the first 10 minutes, we were trying to play a little bit too much football in the wrong areas. I mean, mm -hmm. we were flicking it from left and right, little yeah. sort of little flicks here and there. We kind of said it on the commentary, didn't we? Mm -hmm. uh, whatever happens today, we're not going to you know, we're not going to not play football. We're playing it everywhere. And I yeah. just we should be a bit more cautious at the back. When Gordon came on, he just some a massive impetus to us. Because as soon as he did come on, for some reason, Dan Burn decided he was going to become... Uh, Stuart Pearce today and overlap for, for, for all, all, the, all the team in China. He was pulling mm -hmm. men away. He had the confidence that Gordon would get back with his pace. Yeah. And and Gordon actually did take, take the game away from Sheffield United. He was absolutely phenomenal. Oh, Brilliant. And Sean Longstaff to get in the box as well and a fine finish from him too. Uh, Chippers, thank you for your £10 super chat. He says, uh, Billy, can we have a Sean Bean bastard impression, please? Them Geordies are out, bastards. Bastards. <laughs> uh, Ken Walker says, uh, I started calling my wife uh, uh, Sheffield United. She kicks off every five minutes. <laughs> uh, Alex, what did you make of the first goal? Because Gordon did immensely well. I'll try and remember which one was the first goal now. Um, that was the cutback. Yeah, yes. uh, he, he did very well. He did very, very well. Um I think we, we know that's what he's about. He does that quite consistently. He tries to, whether he take on a player or try and keep it in play, 
Um, you know, that's expected of him, and, and I'm sure he'll keep delivering that. Yeah. Uh, it's it's more so midfielders or personnel being in the box at the right time to whether whether it's going to be a square ball across the six-yard box or to receive a cutback. We've not quite been there in recent weeks. However, it was a combination of the lads being in the right place and being, you know, having that determination and, and energy yep. to, to preempt sort of, you know, nowhere to be. And mm -hmm. also the Sheffield United defenders parting like the Red Sea also <laughs> did kind of help with the space somewhat. Absolutely. Uh, but brilliant from Sean. This is what we needed. It reminded me a little bit of um, against Villa, Tonali's performance. Tonali was popping up in all kinds of space, making those runs, making sure he was available in the box as an additional sort of option for a shot or a cutback. Uh, and Sean was doing quite a lot of that, to be fair. Um, yep. You know, he does pop up with these technical performances from time to time. Just Hopefully we can get some more consistency out of him. To be fair, he played a couple of 40, 50 yard absolute pingers yesterday as well. He was yeah. um, he was well up for it. I mean, he should have had a penalty as well. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that, that was he was tripped in the box. I mean, Billy, you said in commentary straight off you thought he got the ball. But then when we saw the replay, I mean, how that wasn't given is is a mystery it really is uh, it's just terrible decision but we saw some terrible refereeing decisions yesterday i mean sheffield united uh extremely physical to say the least um but you know some of the challenges were i mean i've seen that one again on longstaff um and you know a few people have commented that uh you know it was a good old-fashioned Stuart pierce kind of tackle um you know when you, you win the ball first and then you go through the man um, it, it it was old school tackle, but uh, it, it's it's probably one of those that's not allowed these days, Billy. Well, he, he went straight through his standing leg, and how sure Longstaff hasn't come off that with a broken leg? I'll never know. Mm. Um, it was a red card all day long, all day long. Yeah, and 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 Kieran Trippy was quite vociferous towards the referee that he, he needed he needed our players to be protected because they were they seemed determined that one of us was going to go off to hospital on a stretcher, and that's the way they were doing it. There was, there was elbows flying, there was over the top tackles. Yeah. You know, it was it was scandalous how they got away with it, to be honest. The referee was really poor. Mm. Uh, Darren Cox, thank you for your £5 super chat. He says, I laughed so much at your swearing and coming up with new ways to announce the eight goals live. Uh, keep up the great work. I have voted for you also. Thank you very much, Darren. Uh, really, really appreciate that. Uh, the second goal. Um, well, I mean, what can you say? Uh, another, well, first of all, Kieran Trippier's deliveries yesterday were absolutely faultless uh brilliant deliveries uh and of course uh who else but big dan burn alex at the back post uh who was getting his shirt pulled left right and center uh managed to nod it in the net yeah so you can see that they've been working a lot on set pieces um we've, we've had a lot of different set piece options in the last three four weeks of the new season mm. uh, and it was actually the build-up before we got this corner that was the interesting one um, I think they, they tried a, a move. Somebody posted on Twitter an identical set piece structure from Bournemouth, from Eddie Howe and Jason Tindall, uh, of yeah. how they, they you know, this was a, where Miggy, Miggy's shot got deflected out for a corner. Mm -hmm. um, the goalkeeper saved it. Uh, and then, yeah, brilliant. Use the big man at the back post. You've got to try and beat him in the air. I mean, you, you're either going to get a corner or a goal out of it, uh, if, but if Byrne keeps it relatively on target and down. Well, I think um, he, we, had we he gone down, he would have got a penalty. Surely, I mean, you know. oh yeah, and and that we just need more of that because again, we don't need we don't need him to score all of those because you, of course you're not going to score all of them. But we need mm -hmm. more of them sort of on target, dangerous, consistent because they'll ping back and we can get rebounds, we can get penalties, we can get another corner out of it. We need more of that. That was brilliant. Um, and if we can get more goals out of it, then 
awesome. We, we definitely should be getting more goals out of the centre-halves, considering the size of our back line. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, it was a brilliant header, Billy. And uh, we, we have to say, I mean, I thought Dan Byrne was absolutely superb yesterday. Um, he overlapped a few times as well. He got to the byline. He put a couple of crosses in. Yeah. Uh, he was literally everywhere yesterday. Yeah, it was big keen, the, the Anthony Gordon goal as well, when he actually underlapped um, and, and created, took a man away from Gordon. Yeah, he had a phenomenal game. But I think this is the kind of level that Dan Burns comes to playing against. And let's be honest, we're playing against a side that we're at a championship and everything apart from name. Um, mm -hmm. They're not a good side. Dan Burns was brilliant yesterday, did all he could do. Um, but let's see him do that against the top teams. And, you know, sometimes he's found wanting. But I'm not going to be negative because he was absolutely super sensational yesterday. Yep. He certainly was. But um, we have mentioned this, though, haven't we? We've stated yeah. that players like Miggy and Byrne are going to be decent and good enough against a lot of teams in the league. Mm -hmm. But, you know, people threw their toys out of the pram when they're not good enough against the elite teams. Well, okay, okay that's fine. Like, they're going to be they're going to be good enough against most of the league, which is what we need at, the, at this point, especially. Uh, and I do think as well, Anthony Gordon's goal... I think the assist goes to Elliot Anderson, but I feel like Dan Byrne deserves it on paper purely for the run he made to pull the defender out and open yeah. the space up. Um, he was doing it that, a lot more yesterday. Very, very different. That is a prime example of, of where you need to watch a game. You can't just look at statistics. That's, that's a prime example of why you need both because Dan Byrne created that goal far more than Elliot Anderson did in terms um, of, you know, on paper. Before we come on to the third goal, um, Alex, is there anything you want to say? Any... Any sort of wish to somebody today while you're live on air? What is it? Is in is in a birthday that was not today? Was a few days ago. Well, yes, we, you haven't been on air, Alex. So uh, you know, I mean, ah, well, yes, uh, happy birthday to, to Mother Stato. She's Mother Stato, indeed. Happy birthday. Uh, hope you had an absolutely days. wonderful day. Uh, sorry I had to remind you, son. You know, just uh, I know it was a couple of days ago, and he's live on it. The first time he's live on air after being away. So, uh, you know, it, it took him a while, but we got there. Happy birthday to Mama Stato. Hopefully, you had a fantastic day. Uh, now, the third goal, Alex. Finally, mm -hmm. uh, and again, another brilliant delivery into the box and the perfect header from Big Sven uh, into the corner 3 0. Indeed, yeah. And for, for people saying that, you know, the, the one show I didn't predict him to score, I think you'll find, I said, I said, I think we'll get some defenders score from set pieces. I generalised it. And it's so, I feel like I can, I can claim that slightly. Um, but yeah, Botman, I mean, he's, he should have, he should have had three identical goals to that. He's, he's, he's hit the crossbar a few times from exactly the same position. He's had him tipped over the crossbar. Um, and he's just got to be consistent with it. Obviously, Eddie Howe mentioned in the interview he works hard and specifically at that. Mm -hmm. and, and it's great. You know, if we can get Byrne and Botman on the score sheet with sort of three or four goals this season, you know, that's, that's six to eight goals from our centre-halves that are really, really going to help. And yeah, I know I know Byrne's not a centre-half, but he, he again, he is on set pieces. He, he pretty much is. Um, but if we can get a few extra goals from the defenders, that would be great. Because that's ultimately... I know we didn't we didn't necessarily need any more points last season because... We wouldn't have won, we wouldn't have been able to catch City or anybody like that. Um, mm -hmm. However, if those chances that you know we, we looked at the XG for Fabian Cher and Botman and Byrne, and we should have had way more goals out of the defenders. Mm -hmm. If we'd have had those goals, we probably would have finished above Manchester United, which we really should have done. Uh, so hopefully this year that we can we can offset that a little bit. 
and get some more goals from defenders. Uh, Steve, he wasn't offside. They were, they were pretty much, uh, I know the one you're talking about, the one at the back post, he was onside. Uh, we, me and Billy felt the same as well, but when we saw the replay, he was a good couple of yards, Billy, onside. It was a yeah, terrible yeah. miss, really. Yeah. Um, but um, you thought the goalkeeper could have done better with uh, Sven's header, Billy, but I, I, I think it was just the position that Botman managed to put the header. Yeah, out of his reach. I think his positioning was a bit too near posty, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought if it had been more central, he might have got to it. It wasn't hit with great power, but it was in the perfect place, wasn't it? I just think that Fodderingham, although Sheffield United's best player on the day by a country mile, I think if it had been, if it had been more central when the free kick came in, he might have got to it. Um, and of course, you know, uh, as we moved into the second half, uh, I'll come on to it in a second. Uh, Peter Griffin, thank you for your four ninety nine super chat. He says, Alex, spot on in your preview. Uh, we should be pumping teams like these, and we did. How did Sheffield United not get at least one red and Gordon for England? Absolutely. Uh, that's what Billy said last night as well. Um, J- Jamie Carragher, apparently, I, di- I didn't hear this, but on the commentary, um, he said for Newcastle to stop because the- they don't want to embarrass Sheffield United too much. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he said as a neutral, that- it makes the game poor when teams sat far ahead and they. Just- they should kind of slow down on things like that. Funny, he wasn't saying uh, Old Trafford last year or Anfield when Liverpool played. Anfield United, when they pumped Man United 7 0. Yeah, Strange, I don't think he was. You know, yeah. Uh, what an idiotic thing to say. You know, we, we, we're playing for, you know, goal difference and things like that. You don't you don't come out with that. It's not good for football. Look, it just showed how good Newcastle were yesterday. Some of the passing, Alex, the movement and passing was absolutely fabulous to watch. Yeah, I think I think part of it was just how bad Sheffield United were. They were absolutely abysmal, and it helped because Botman, uh, not Botman, but we made them uh, look Burns like that. Passes were better, be but but there were there were players who normally against a better team, you notice the quality drop off. So, for example, with Dan Byrne and Sean Longstaff, certain types of passes they don't try, or when they do, they don't come off as often because you know they're just the kind of passes that Trippier and Bruno will play, for example. However, you know, Sean Longstaff, as I've already stated uh, earlier on, had played some absolute pingers, some some nice switches, and they were bang on target as well. Lovely weight of pass, but Burn mm. played some lovely sort of flat balls. So they, they were really, really tidy. I think part, part of it was just Sheffield United just being so open. Um, yeah. And additionally, I think they just got a lot more confidence, which is great. It's what they need going into going into you know a busy run of fixtures. We've got home games. It's what we need. You know, if if this additional confidence is going to help players like Byrne and Longstaff play a few extra better quality passes in these next fixtures coming up, that's mm-hmm. great. That could win us the game. Um, yeah. Could start an offensive move, or could switch the play over, or could win the ball back. Um, just just little extra pieces of quality that that sort of come about because you've got that extra confidence. We've we've seen Sean when he's on full at full pelt. Um what you know when he's when he's on he's in a little bit of a purple patch in terms of his of his technical ability, he's unplayable because his energies is un, is unmatched anyway. So when he cleans up the little sort of nonsense positioning and losing the ball, if he when he when he starts to tidy that up and he plays a little bit more technically proficient, he's brilliant. Uh, we mm. just need that a bit more consistently as with Dan Byrne as well. Um, but again, it was great to see we got the rotation in. The passes were immaculate. You know, Bruno was having an absolute field day. They they were getting some nice little 
back heels and nutmegs and passing sequences. It was it was like a training game. It really was like a training game. Mm. Um, and, and I'm glad I put my I kind of put my neck on the line with my very aggressive prediction of the game by stating that Sheffield United were absolutely abysmal. Um, I wasn't expecting this much of a win. No, However, no. I, 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 I thought yeah. I tried to I tried to sort of provide data and, and proof as to what I, I thought they really were outperforming in these last few games. I thought they they'd managed to get some reasonable results by playing mm-hmm. through absolutely through the skin of their teeth, um, and they you know all I mean as Fox has just put there all, all the newly promoted teams this year. I, I think Burnley are, are not a bad side, but but Luton and Sheffield United are comfortably two of the worst newly promoted teams we've had in probably a decade. Uh... <laughs> Cleden Mag says, uh, question for Billy. Does he think Dan Byrne should still never wear a Newcastle shirt again? That sounds half, yes. And as I said in the, originally, yes. should listen to it all, Cleden Mag. Yes, exactly. Uh, Nick says, uh, when does expected goals uh, become unexpected goals? <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> think anybody expected it yesterday. Uh, Ian Heppel says, evening lads, great commentary last night. We could and probably should have been in double figures. Had the penalty been given to us and one or two other chances gone in, uh, I will settle for eight, though. Yeah, I think we can. I mean, Wilson uh, Wilson missed quite a lot of opportunities. He had mm. five shots on target and scored one. He, he'll be he'll be gutted because he knows he could have got a hat trick in that game if he was a little bit more switched on. Now, who got the fourth? I'm I'm, I'm was it Anthony Gordon got the fourth, or was it Callum's uh, header? Callum Wilson. Callum Wilson. Right. So Will, Wilson's oh, header. That, was that little move. Again, brilliant move and a fabulous cross from Kieran Trippier. And he, he couldn't really miss Billy. Just a fantastic move, wasn't it? I mean, Fabian yeah. Shares pass out to Trippier was phenomenal to split the defence. Great first time cross. Callum Wilson's in the right place, totally unmarked. Free on the edge of the six yard box, ridiculous defending. Uh, but he headed it down in strength of the net. It was a great goal, really great build up to it all. Lots mm. of stuff in, in it with Bruno, uh, Elliot Anderson. Still a lovely bit of passenger football from Newcastle United. Really was. Yeah. Um, and then of course the fifth, which was Anthony Gordon Alex. Uh absolute peach of a goal. He just missed a really good opportunity a minute before that, of course. Um, when Miggy tapped it in, but of course Miggy was miles offside uh, when he turned the ball in. But uh, he, again, it just goes to show this the, the level of maturity from Anthony Gordon. He didn't put his head down, think, "Oh, I should have scored there." Literally a minute later, he cuts inside and hits a worldie. I mean, he's he's fully taken to the role. Fully, mm. he reminds me a little bit of Jacob Murphy, but obviously at the beginning of his career as opposed to not that Murphy's at the end but obviously he's sort of five or six years older um and he's got that he's got that attitude now where as soon as soon as he as soon as he stood on the sidelines Tinder was giving him bucket loads of instructions and pointing around and uh, it, it was so much information and obviously he's a young lad he's, he's been learning our system um and the amount he has to deal with uh, I think maturity is the perfect word because the responsibility he's got to try and link up, to, to link up with the midfielders, to track back where necessary, to start counter-attacks, to be calm and collected, whether to cross, whether to cut inside, cut back, go himself, um, make sure we're t- retaining possession at the right time, make sure if you're going to do a take-on, you can't lose it, depending mm-hmm. on where we are. Like There's so much for him to think about. There are certain positions on a football pitch where you don't have as much responsibility. Um, and wingers normally one of them. You don't it's not as much of an issue if you lose the ball really as a winger. Yeah. But he gets given so much more responsibility. Um and, and he's fully trusted. And he's a very young man who had an attitude problem and seemingly 
doesn't anymore because it's being channeled. They, they understand how to use him. And he's, you know, he's an intelligent young lad. He's using all of those raw attributes with, with a good mindset. His decision-making is really, really good. He mixes it up. He tries loads of different stuff. His technique's great. Um, you know, the world is his oyster with how he's playing at the moment. It really is. Yeah. Uh, before we move on to the next goal, uh, there's nearly 1,300 watching. Thank you so much for uh, joining us on this Monday evening. Uh, if you are enjoying the show, please don't forget to hit the thumbs up button. And of course, if you're new to the channel and you like what you see, uh, come and be part of the incredible community we've got going here on the Tune Review by hitting the subscribe button, free to do so, and also that notification bell, which will let you know when we schedule a live show or we upload any videos. Of course, you can become a member of the Tune Review if you hit the join button just underneath the three of us. And donate to the channel if you do so wish by hitting that uh, dollar sign at the bottom of the live comments. But mainly, guys, at the top of the description and pinned in the chat tonight is the link to go and vote for us in the Football Content Awards for the best podcast Premier League. You just click on the link, uh, scroll down to best podcast, click on the Premier League uh, drop-down box, and you'll see the tune review in there. Just click that and vote for us in there. If you would, please, that would be fabulous. Uh, now, of course, Bruno got the sixth goal, and uh, Susan said, um, was anyone concerned with Bruno's face after his goal? It made me worry a little. Uh, it might be because he was trying to be professional at 6-0. You don't celebrate as much as I suppose. Susan, um, I'd just like you to go and watch the whole thing again, please, uh, yeah. if you would, uh, because I think you need to watch the whole celebration. Uh, this is obviously Bruno partway through his celebration, celebrating the birth of his new baby, um, which has that flown by or is that just me? Uh, the, the fact that she's had the baby. She hasn't had it yet. She's just, just. No. Well, I thought he, I thought he put on that that had the baby. It's got a name and everything. Yeah. Well, they've got they've got genital genital. I can't even think of what the word is for it, but they, they know what the sex of the baby. They is. know That's what the, the gender is. Being. And, and, he's, <laughs> yeah. and he's known as Pietro. All right, okay. Pietro, right. by all accounts. Yeah. Great, yeah. yeah. He, he was waiting to score. Yeah. So obviously he celebrated that. Then he put the ball down and then he grabbed the Newcastle United badge and screamed, "I'm effing staying!" at the top of his voice to the Newcastle fans, which is clear to see on the video. So, Susan, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be too worried about that. Um, what did you make of it, Alex? Because obviously there was a lot of emotion there, um, celebrating his new contract, etc. Um, but shouting that to the fans, I mean, you know, he'll have seen some of the people doubting the release clause and things like that. And But that was quite a statement from Bruno. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously, he's a very emotional guy and he gets, he does get affected by what goes on off the pitch. You can see that and it's, it's not necessarily a bad thing, um, but he is a very, very emotional guy. Sometimes it helps his game. Sometimes it hurts his game. It's just, it's just one of those things. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, the contract is, it's, it's been a funny one with this contract. I don't know. I can't remember if we've discussed it yet. I don't think we have, but um you know, I, I would honestly wait because there's not really there's not been any official announcement by anybody yet. It was it was Fabrizio Romano who's announced it, and then for some reason also all the Sky commentary were also announcing it. But it's not been officially announced by Bruno or the club or, or any official source. It, it's journalists that have been reporting on it. So we'll have to wait and see. We don't know the the ins and outs of it yet. We don't know if it's when if the release clause is immediate or if it's going to kick in at a certain date in one year, two years. If it's only for certain clubs, uh, you know, it might be for for sort of your Real Madrid, Barcelona. 
we we honestly we don't know. Um, yeah. There might be certain Listen, conditions to it, it, it as it's well. It's the future, so. and the future, whatever that holds, we'll wait and see. Um, yeah, Dave, I, I did want to mention a big shout out to Chris from uh, Evermore uh, NUFC channel last night. He he, uh, he gave uh, our channel a big shout out uh, and put you know mentioned the commentary as well. And so thank you very much, Chris. Really appreciate it. We're actually going to get uh, the guys on from Evermore uh, shortly. Um, to uh, have a chat about the season so far. Uh, we'll probably do that in the next international break, actually. It'd be a good time to get the lads on um, and uh, have a bit of a chat with them. Um, now, I, well, I think I got it wrong there. I think Miggy yeah, scored before Bruno. Bruno, Bruno scored so, the seventh. Yeah. Scored the sixth. So Bruno, so Miggy got a goal as well. And Billy, uh, you know, we saw on the replay, he actually took the goal really well because mm. the, the through ball, uh, he, he let the ball come through his legs and, uh, you know, didn't panic, just kept his head and then slotted it into the corner. For It was a beautiful finish. It was like Moses and the part of the Red Sea, wasn't it? Uh, mm -hmm. Bruno's vision to, to, to play him in. And Miggy just ran through a massive gap in the, between the centre-halves uh, and whacked it in with his left foot. Superb shot, superb finish, great move. But really, really poor defending from Sheffield United. Awfully poor. Mm. Crit crit criminally poor, in fact. It's not even championship standard that, you know, someone's got to follow a runner and no one did. And it was just... An easy goal for us, but all in all the same, it was still a fun thing of beauty, wasn't it? The passing, oh. the weight of the pass from Bruno was just yeah, it just unbelievable. Just, it was absolute quality. He did that uh, several several times. He, he did he that did, for yeah. Callum Wilson's first attempt very early did, on in yeah. the game. The weight of yeah. pass there. He was um, at his very he's, best he's yesterday. Good at that. The way he was rolling the midfielders and just he was bossing it. We're completely bossing it. But. Anyway, uh, I did expect one of you to talk there while I had a drink, but it's it's okay. Guys, don't worry. Well, I mean, we, we can answer Abs's Abs's comment about uh, me being a little bit negative. Uh, what was it? Oh. Being a bit negative. We won by that margin because this team is it's basically saying that I'm being harsh on our team, um, saying that Sheffield United were abysmal. I mean, they, well, they were really bad. I mean, you they can't really lose it. Yeah, you can't lose eight nil without being abysmal. But they we were, do you not remember that abysmal. It was, I don't know if you watched Match of the Day as well, but there was a there were they pointed out one part where I think Pope gave it to Botman maybe or Botman had it from somewhere and he just rolled it forty yards up to Miggy and acres of space. There was nobody covering him in the midfield. It was just Miggy on his own, um, and then you could just see the the manager just on the sidelines absolutely screaming. They, they were shocking. Pos oh. Positionally, they were defeated from sort of 15 minutes in then nobody wanted to follow a runner nobody wanted to get in position it was really bad um there's a lot of people talking about um man city tomorrow and who misses the game and things like that um we'll talk about that in the preview show tomorrow that that'll be at seven o'clock uh we'll be previewing the game what I, what I will say is Pep has already said he's going to make a lot of changes. Uh, and you can probably expect a lot because he's got... He's also said he'll play. So that, yeah, that's... Uh, he that said my, my, my back's sort of better, so I might get a few minutes. Yeah, so I, I guess he's playing a lot of uh, the, the, the fringe team. Uh, we will probably make a lot of changes as well. But, uh, you know, we'll talk about that tomorrow night uh, in, the, in the show. Um, and, of course, uh, Billy, uh, my stream dropped for a brief minute. And, of course... Isak goes and scores. I mean, how composed do you have to be to finish that off? And uh, given how he's played recently, the confidence was like he just danced through. It was ice cold precision and skill and technique, uh, aided and abetted by uh, the, the 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 fantastic abysmal play of Tom Davis. He was absolutely awful when he came on uh, to head it into his path. 
Oh, he, he, he drew the defender. The defender went out, got a bovel and a pie and a programme, and uh, he just slotted it past the keeper. It's so calm and cool and ice, ice cold steel in his veins. It's a fantastic finish from Isaac, and that will give him a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex, are you impressed with his finish? Because, you know, it was a terrible. I don't know what. Tom Davies was thinking. I mean, his, his beard and hair probably got in the way of his, his vision, to be honest. And uh, he looks like somebody you just pick up in the London train station, doesn't he? Just begging for money. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, listen, he got away with a few things as well uh, while he was on the pitch. But um, it, it was good to see him make the mistake and just cool and calm as Isak seems to be. Yeah, I mean, stark contrast to our Everton star boy that, that we've got. Their, their Everton star boys. Uh... Not quite doing as well as as, the, as they'd like. He's definitely going to be going straight back down to the championship. Um, and yeah, Isak, look, against us, we've done this for 12 months, 18 months now, where if you play those kinds of passes, Wilson, Isak, Miggy, Murphy, someone's oh. going to someone's gonna pinch it. Like, you, you can't be doing that against us because it's what we do very well. And um, Isak was fresh. Um and and again, it was a tidy finish. In the last couple of weeks, he, he's getting his feet sort of tied in knots a bit when he's trying to, you know, be clinical. Um, and that was nice. That was really, really clean and tidy. Good goal. You know, he, he was patient with it. Hopefully that'll give him some confidence going into uh, Wednesday, as I'm sure he's likely to probably start in midweek. So, yeah, that's good for uh- Luke, we didn't say the game was tomorrow. We said the review, the preview for the show was to the, the match was tomorrow. Mm-hmm. The match preview is tomorrow, not the actual match. Of course, the match is Wednesday. Uh, Foxy says that Miggy goal reminded me of his time at his previous clubs when he played his natural position. Um, yeah. Uh, JT, thank you for your £10 super chat. This is great result, great channel. Let's hope for more nights like yesterday and the best of luck in the content awards, lads. Thank you very, very much. Um, now, I, I just want to highlight, you know, this man because he was simply outstanding again yesterday and didn't even look a little bit fatigued. Obviously, he came off for Livermento, um, Eddie giving him a rest. But his deliveries yesterday were what we have come to expect of Kieran Trippier. You know, brilliant deliveries. He's clearly been working on them and keep working at them because they were superb yesterday. But it's not all about the deliveries, Billy. It's his performance in general. It's the way he captains the side. He's just so experienced and, and one of those players that is simply undroppable. I personally think he's been our best player this season. Um, mm-hmm. He's been outstanding every game he's played. Defensively, he's been solid and sound and he's getting us on the front for every opportunity he can. And yesterday, it all came together with a fantastic set of pieces, which have been a bit kind of iffy of late. They have been getting better. Um, but towards the end of last season, they, they weren't very good. We were critical of them. Yeah. But they have been getting better. And, and and yesterday, they were just on point, every single one of them. Um, just phenomenal performance from him. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and this is why Eddie Howe doesn't rest him, because he's that irreplaceable to us. He really is. I think he'll probably get rested Wednesday, though, having said that. Yeah. I mean, Alex, I, I think this guy is one of the best signings Newcastle have made, period. I think he, to, to manage to get him in when we did in the situation we were in, and for less money. Um, I mean, he's just absolute quality, isn't he? I mean, it, you know, even when he doesn't play particularly well, his leadership skills are second to none. He just He's a motivator and a team player. He's just tremendous. Yeah, look, I mean, th- this is where some of the, the older fans are going to have to assist me with, with players. However, I, I don't... I don't really remember a player coming in that's made such a big difference in so many areas 
Um, you know, it's his set piece quali- quality, his defensive quality, his, his attacking quality, uh, you know, the captaincy, the leadership on the pitch, off the pitch, the organisation, the coordinating. He's, he's always talking to Eddie Howe and Jason Tindall on the sidelines. He's a mentor for some of the younger fullbacks and for, for some of the younger people in the team. Um, you know, he's assisted in, in trying to set the standards very high. Um, he's used his, his vast experience with Atletico and with Pochettino at Spurs when the standards were so, so high back then as well. It, it's, it, it ticks so many more boxes than we ever thought he was going to tick when he came. And it's just it's just outrageous. Um, I understand we've had a lot of interesting and, and outstanding world-class players in the past. However, I don't think they've had as much of an impact across the entire club as Trippier. Trippier's yep. impacted just everywhere, leadership, mentorship. All the new signings he's there for, he's there to welcome, yeah. yeah. Exactly, he's done all the videos, he goes into the physio room when they're having their medical, he'll go and chat to it, you know, go and says hello to Tanali when he first joined. He's he's the glue at the moment, he really is. He's that, he's what Matt Ritchie was now, he is the link between, you know, the management and the rest of the players. Um, He interviews well, He's just, I mean, what doesn't he do well? He's just hes just a top, top professional. He really is. Do you know what else about Takir and Trippier, which is kind of the most important thing, I think? I've never mm-hmm. heard anyone from any club, fans, players, anything, have a bad word against him. Absolutely. He's, he's all too respected by everyone in the game. And yeah. that gives him the, the right to kind of question referees. And he sticks up for his players uh, to the nth degree, as he did yesterday when Jack Robinson did that tackle and he was in the referee's face saying, come on, ref, mm-hmm. we need protection here. He's, he's so respected by everyone in football. Yeah. He's a world-class right back, and even at 33. Absolutely. Um, Julie Dorset-Bell, thank you for your £5 super chat. Uh, she says, I reckon Heckenbottom set up the team to have a go at us, which worked for 15, 20 minutes, then imploded spectacularly. Um, yeah, they couldn't handle Anthony Gordon when he came on. It just They just couldn't. Uh, Rob Weaver says, my favourite commentary I have ever listened to. We haven't been that happy in so long, says Rob in New Zealand. Thank you very much. Uh, Davies says uh, Keegan signing as a player is on par with Trip. Yeah, 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 probably Keegan. Yeah, um, thank you. Uh, Julie J says Rob Lee was a great leader back in the entertainers era. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't think he, I don't think he had the Alex mentioned it the, the, the whole package that Trip comes with, not just on the pitch and sort of leadership, it's behind the scenes and things like that. And he's always there, he's always helping people. and it's yeah. fantastic. Uh, Julie says, keep up the passionate swearing, Paul. I love it. Oh, honestly, uh, that, that just really gets to me sometimes. It's, it's, an, it's, it's, it's a channel for adult football fans. And, you know, it's just like being at the game, for God's sake. Um, you know, if you're sitting, you're sitting at a football match, uh, it's very rare that people don't swear for the whole 90 minutes. So, you know, we swear when something exciting happens or something crazy happens. It's life. It's called passion. And the three of us are incredibly passionate for Newcastle United, as you know, and you as fans are as well. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Steve Malham, who's been a member for 14 months. Thank you very much, Steve. Uh, Only two players in my lifetime have had as much impact on the club as a whole as Trippier, Keegan and Shearer. Um, Shearer's an interesting one. I don't think Shearer did what Trippier does back, you know, away from the pitch. I think, you know, he kept himself very private on Shearer, as we do know. But, yeah, his, look, his leadership on the pitch was there for all to see, led by example. Um, but I just think the whole package, Trippier's way up there. Way up I can't there. think of one on a par with Trippier, if I'm perfectly honest. I can't think of one. Mm. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, yeah. 
Um, I mean, Fez makes a good point. In fairness, we have a more access to behind-the-scenes stuff these days, uh, so there could well be better leaders pass through the club, but Trips is definitely one of the best. Yeah, we, it, yeah, but we hear about those, don't we? You know, we, we hear extensively about the old days with Shiro and interviews and things like that. Mm. And it, it's that added element of mentorship. And, you know, Shiro jokes a lot about being quite competitive and pranky. Uh, a, lot, a lot of the players were back in the day. Yeah. You know, they were fighting for the place in the team. Whereas Trippier, that is not at all the priority. It's it's for the team. Well, let's um, not forget Shearer was quite, you know, in, in his way as a striker because strikers are selfish. It was very selfish in some yeah. of the things he did when he first came to the club. Yeah. I mean, that's but why I don't think strikers should be captains. But... Well, yeah. But look, the thing is, we, we, there's been some greats been and gone. There's no doubt about that. I just think Trippi is up there as one of the best. Uh, no doubt about it. Right, it is time for the player ratings. Just before we do them, just a reminder uh, to uh, please vote for us in the Football Content Awards. Uh, the links are pinned in the description and at the top of the chat. Uh, we are nominated in the finals for Best uh, Premier League Podcast, so just click on the link, scroll down to where it says Best Podcast, click on the drop-down box for the Premier League, and you'll find us there. Thank you very much in advance for that, guys. Uh, right, we'll start off with His Holiness Nick Pope, Billy. I mean, I could have played in golf in Newcastle yesterday. Um, however, he did have to make a couple of saves. Yeah, he, did. he was a bit flappy on as well, wasn't he? I remember saying in the commentary that he'd start off a bit, a couple of crosses came and he flapped. Yeah, there was one particular cross that he, he sort of palmed yeah. at, didn't he? That just went to the sort of Chevrolet United player in the box. However, clean sheet uh, distribution was a, a lot better yesterday, although he, he wasn't really pressed. I'm going to give him a nine out of ten. Uh, I'm giving him a nine as well. I thought it was very, very steady from Nick Pope. There was a couple of kicks, certainly in the first 10 minutes, Billy. If you remember, he sliced one straight out of play and we thought, yeah. oh, here we go again. Yeah. That improved during the match. Um, his position and play for the for the shot that he he stopped, you know, because he fumbled one of them against Brighton, if you remember. Yeah. Uh, he was right behind it, just palmed it down on the floor, picked it up. So a nine for me. Alex? Uh, I'm going to give him an eight for the same reasons. Okay. Um, and again, part of that's not necessarily his fault. It's always the case when you when you win well, is the keeper doesn't have as much to do. But the you know deliveries were a little bit better, mm-hmm. passes were a bit cleaner. Um, I, I don't like the flapping. You know, he, he came to collect the ball, and when he was, with it, you could see there there was a big sort of pile up, and he came to try and claim it. And you're like, yeah. mate, you're not going to get that. You're not going to get there. And he didn't get there. <laughs> And we got quite he, fortunate with the point, bounce. He, he um, screamed at the referee, didn't he, Billy? Because we made a point in commentary of saying, if a goalkeeper is going to come like that, you've got to go through. You just yeah, go through yeah. everybody to get get a punch. Um, but he, he didn't. Um, but there you go. That's that's fair enough. Right, Kieran Trippier, do we need to go around the table or is it just tens across the board? It can't be lower than a 10, can it, for a hat-trick of assists? and Absolutely not. quality. Absolutely not. Right, we'll move be. on to the other side. Uh, Dan Byrne, 10. I'm giving Dan Byrne a 10. All you haters out there, watch this program. Dan Byrne, 10 out of 10. He was superb yesterday. Brilliant overlap and brilliant crosses, brilliant goal. Dan Byrne, the man from Blythe, 10 out of 10. Alex. Yeah, you can have a 10. You hey, can have a 10. come um, on! <laughs> a, little, a little bit cleaner all around. 85% yeah. pass accuracy is nice and tidy. He, he completed a successful dribble. Hooray. And he got his goal. Um, 
yeah, m- much much better. And it, it wasn't it wasn't just the the stuff that you can see in numbers. It was it was a lot of energy and runs to make mm-hmm. space for other people that was important. Yeah. We need him to do that more often. That's that that's what that's what counts because that made us look so much better. That that is exactly what we were suffering. That is what all of our left wingers have been suffering from for the last eighteen months since Dan Burns been at the club is having to do everything on their own and being triple marked. Yeah. Um, and you know we've we've had to buy somebody of Gordon's pace and quality to try mm-hmm. and mitigate that somewhat but if Dan Byrne just does that a little bit more there's so much more space for everyone in the team I mean he he worked, he, you know Fez has just made a comment there he worked his ass off he did he was absolutely he did, yeah. all over the place Billy yeah the determination he showed to get to that ball to get his goal when he was being heavily hampered by anal a lot of people have said that in the past <laughs> uh, but in this case it was at the player anal it was phenomenal the determination he showed yeah. The off-the-ball running was really clever, uh, really good. Uh, yeah, you can't give him less than 10 because he was superb yesterday. Yeah. Superb. Uh, by the way, I've just seen Julie Jay's comments saying that the trip is now part of the Toon Furniture. Could he be a future Newcastle United manager? Possibly. Interesting, isn't it? I can't see uh, him leaving the club when he when he retires or when he yeah. stops playing in, in whatever capacity I, I I don't want him to leave the club I feel like it's he's like everything I think it's under his skin now Alex the club itself you know he's so ingrained with yeah but the inner workings of the club the day-to-day the, the connection with the manager and, and Jason Tindall it's it's all it, it does look like it's all there mm. we will see uh, right centre-backs uh, Fabian Cher Alex uh much, much better from Fabian Cher. Uh, sw- switched off a little bit. There was that one chance in the first half where him and Trippier didn't pick up anybody. Yeah, um, it was the back post again. It was the, um, the really... yeah, I think it was Luke, Luke Thomas, Thomas nearly, nearly yeah. got free. Uh, so that was, Cher actually picked up a man and then just stopped marking him for whatever reason as the cross came in. It was, so apart from that, that was the one thing I can remember that I wasn't happy with. However, uh, long passes were, were much, much better again. Uh, eight out of 11, much, much cleaner. 88% pass accuracy. Um, four out of five ground jewels. He was very, very strong as he always is. Completed a couple of dribbles. Um, and that's what we needed. You know, if, uh, did, it, did, he, did he technically get an assist? He didn't, did he? But he obviously played that ball. The, the Callum Wilson goal, he drove through the midfield. He drove into the space as that additional mm. man. Dinked it out to Trippier. Got us the Callum Wilson goal. Um, and yeah, so eight accurate long balls. And his willingness several times to drive into midfield um, and start attacks—that's that's pivotal. We're going to need that because we can't yep. always man for man create something. Having mm-hmm. an extra man dropping into into a position like Fabian Share is—it's yep. important that he's got that skill set. So a ten, it was—you know—he's been You're a little bit 10? off the pace. I'm going with a ten, yeah, well, purely okay. because he's been a little bit off the pace with his passing and sort of tracking and running into midfield. And I thought he had all all of those completely back. Um, yeah. I'm giving I'm giving Cher a ten. I thought he was brilliant. Okay, I'm going with a, a nine, but for the same reasons, Alex. Uh, you know, so uh, I mean, nine, ten. They were all superb, Billy. Well, he gave a performance to me that was akin to Franz Beckenbauer in his heyday when when he played for Germany as a sweeper. Jesus, the way he came forward and and, and created attacks, the the kind of semi assist for Wilson's goal, the pass through to Trippier was mm-hmm. fantastic vision, beautifully weighed pass to Trippier. Didn't even have to break stride, one touch cross. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it a 10 as well, because I thought it was bloody brilliant. Okay. Uh, we'll move on to Sven Botman. Uh, listen, I, I think, is it 10s around the board again? Cameron Archer did, did touch the ball in the, in the whole well, he he was on the pitch. I don't think he touched the ball once. He didn't. 
Um, but can was... we can we read some Botman stuff because it's it's just dumb. It's so dumb. Go on. Three then. aerial duels. He won all three of them. Uh, he attempted ninety passes and he completed eighty-seven of them, Christ which is just God. ridiculous. Um, so ninety-seven percent pass accuracy. I mean, he didn't put anything. He didn't put a foot wrong. Uh, yeah. And there were a couple of moments that I I just absolutely love because he didn't do this really last season. It's something that he's he's added to his game. It's just well, stepping he scored up. for one. <laughs> well, and 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 the goal, obviously. Yeah. But it, it's that stepping up. He 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 sniffs a pass so well. As soon as that midfielder looks up, he steps up, boom, intercepts it straight away. Um, mm. he's so good at that read. He he, he win it, the last like three games on the trot. He's done it. As soon as he came back from injury, I, I see him do it two or three times a game every game. Just mm. watch the next time midfielder looks up, plays a straight ball, uh, and he's already there. He's already cut it out, and and then he'll play a pass and put us on the offensive. Um, and he's still a really young player. Like he plays, I mean, we, we've said this before. He plays like somebody five, six, seven years older than than what he actually is. He's he's mm. he's a freak. He's he's a ten out of ten. Um, I mean, look, he's just. I mean, I'm just wondering what his value would be now. I mean, considering what it was when we bought him for 35 million. I think it's a lot more than that now. Uh, right, let's move into midfield. Uh, Bruno, uh, do we need to go around or is it tens again? He was superb yesterday. Uh, absolutely incredible. Um, tens all around the board for Bruno. There's uh, there's nothing mm. we could say. He was just outstanding. Um, Sean I mean, there, are some, there is some interesting stuff. No, well, we, we, need, we need some fun stuff with Bruno. Go on, we need the stats. Okay. Eight jewels. How many do you think he won? Eight. All of them. Yeah. Yes. He was that good. Yeah. I think he, that's he was. his best game in the Newcastle United shirt. And he's had yeah. some fantastic games, but I think that was the, 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 the pinnacle of it all. It was absolutely fantastic. Mm. Somebody mentioned Dan Byrne before having his uh, having a good week. I think it's his best week he's had in a Newcastle shirt as well. Um just fabulous. Um I, I don't think anyone everybody in the chat's going with a 10 for Bruno as well. Uh, let's move on to Sean. Um, Billy. 10 again. Absolutely yep. fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Um, goal. Um, energy, as always. You've got all the energy. Some nice passes also. Uh, got kicked to crap, really. I mean, now he didn't he go did. off the pitch injured on Leverno. So he's got the strength yep. as well. Uh, again, another one that played probably his best game in a Newcastle shirt. Awesome mm. game from Sean. 10 out of 10. And he's the glue that links it all together. He's yeah, the one that gives the balance. I was going to say, somebody mentioned in the chat, would you cash in on Sean Longstaff in, in January? Absolutely not. He is pivotal to this squad, whether you think he's a, uh, you know, he might not be the best technical footballer in the squad, but what he adds, and we've said this, he's got better and better as the games have gone on and he's getting himself to match fitness. He looks right up for it now. And the support that he allows Bruno to just, play his normal game is is fantastic. And you know what? His passing was better yesterday. It was, it was just all over the pitch. Uh, so 10 from me as well, Alex. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our midfield was functioning in the same way it was last season in that we'd got Bruno and Longstaff next to each other and Elliot Anderson was functioning. It was, he was performing that Joe Linton role slightly higher mm. up and linking with Gordon. Um, yeah. And Longstaff, again, had one of his typical performances of energy and work rate but then mm. had a slightly above performance with technical ability, passing. Yeah. Um, his passing was so clean and tidy. Um, his positioning, and he got a goal. So it's it's a 10. It's an absolute 10. I, I would say it's it's your traditional sort of 8 out of 10 Sean Longstaff performance with all the trimmings extra to make it a 10 out of 10. It was brilliant. Mm -hmm. 
And of course, a player we haven't mentioned yet uh, in the midfield, Elliot Anderson. Um, absolutely superb performance from him yesterday. Uh, I really like the way he's linking up with uh, with Anthony Gordon. Uh, some of the one-twos they play are absolutely superb. Uh, Gordon either overlaps or Elliot Anderson overlaps and it, it helps each other. Uh, I just think it was just incredible. Uh, so, you know, it's a 10 for me for Elliot Anderson. Alex? Yeah, a 10. Uh, I mean, the, the context for this is he's still 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so the youngest player on the pitch really for us in that starting 11. Um, so for a 20-year-old to be tasked with being that guy who needs to make sure he comes back and covers for Dan Byrne, links with the midfield, helps Gordon out attacking, and he needs to be physical, and he needs to be technical, needs to be high, high. He's got so much to think about as well, um, similarly to what we mentioned about Gordon earlier. Mm. Um and he was absolutely great. I, I think he physically, I think he could have done a tiny bit better. Uh, and I think that will come with with age and time. Uh, there were a few times where he was going into 50-50 and he was tenacious. He was really, really trying, but he wasn't quite getting there. Um, but, but again, I feel like that's, that's just what happens when you're 20 and mm. a load of other players are 27, 28. It's just... It's just the nature of sport. Um, and of course, he, you know, he got he, hit he'll, with he'll the bottle bigger. as well. He could have made um, more of that than he did, well, uh, but he just got exactly. on with it, didn't he? Um, but technical stuff, 94% pass accuracy. Yeah, that, that is a crazy, crazy hype um, mm. passing accuracy, 94%. For for the role he was playing, very, very clean and tidy. Um, and then he, he obviously got an assist as well. So uh, unfortunate yeah. he wasn't on the score sheet. I think he probably, no, but he does, probably could have done at some point. He does so much off the ball as well, though, Billy, doesn't he, as well? He, 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 he helps out, like Alex has just said there. He, he just does the simple things well, which don't really get noticed a lot. Um, so, yeah. uh, you know, he's, he's just a quality player. And, and Gary says, Billy, have you noticed since Longstaff came back, Bruno's back was best. We haven't conceded and our form has lifted back to our best. He's pivotal to the team. Exactly what we just said. I have noticed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is uh, Anderson, Billy? Yeah, another one that played his best game for the club. I think if he keeps playing like that, he's undroppable. I'll be honest with you. It was mm-hmm. an outstanding performance. He's got all the technical ability you want. He's 20, he's going to improve. Um it's fantastic in the air as well. He was jumping for corners and yeah. really looking with the head out from a corner. Really good in the air, just an all-round really good player and it's going to be mm-hmm. a fantastic player for us. Yeah. Can't give him less than because again, he was outstanding and he gave Eddie a bit of a quandary. You know, when everyone's fit, I think he has to start with that performance. I mean, it's exciting yeah. though, isn't it? The players that we've still, you know, who are out injured, who've got to come back yet, we've still got this kind of midfield who who bought... I know, look, I said this in commentary yesterday, a lot of people will say, oh, it's just Sheffield United. But they've given other teams a game, a run for their money this season. Look what they did against Man City, against Spurs. We have absolutely destroyed them. Yes, they were poor, but we made them like that. We played some brilliant football yesterday that just put them in a mess. They didn't know where to look yesterday. That Our passing and movement was back to how it was last season. And it was fabulous to watch. It really was. Uh, right, we'll move to the front three now. Um, we're not going to mark Harvey Barnes. Um, I think it would be very unfair because he, only stayed, he was only on the pitch... 10 minutes, if that. 12 minutes, minutes. so uh, no marking for Harvey Barnes. And we hope that that injury isn't serious because uh, we do want Harvey Barnes in the squad and obviously scoring goals like he did for Leicester. Uh, So Anthony Gordon, do we need to ask? Uh, 10s all round for Anthony Gordon? Man of the match, in my opinion. It was absolutely unbelievable, unplayable. Completely changed the game. Absolutely changed the game. Yeah. Yeah, goal, assist. He was winning duels all over the place. He was terrifying for them. He was winning free kicks everywhere. They just didn't yep. know how to stop him. 
I'm hoping he plays Wednesday and goes up against Kyle Walker because that'll be something to discuss for them too. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'd love to see it. No, I don't think Walker will play either, to be honest, Billy. No, I don't um, think he will. Anyway, uh, let's move to the other side. Miggy. Um, I don't think Miggy was great first half. Second half, he came a lot more into the game and I'm giving him a nine uh, because I think he took his goal absolutely magnificently as well. Um, but I did notice he was a little quiet in the first half and that's why I'm giving him a nine. Billy? Yeah, I, was, I mean, a fantastic word the first half. He was slightly below the rest of them. Um, but second half, I thought he was brilliant and he took his goal fantastically. Mm-hmm. Um, I think nine's fair, though, I do, compared to the other players, which is a massive, great score, nine, but it seems a bit low in, in today's context. But yeah, It, it does, but it, it just, I mean, he, he did step it up second half, there's no doubt. He got himself a lot more. Yeah, he got himself a lot more into the attack, you know, second half than he did in the first. Um, obviously, Anthony Gordon, we were mainly attacking down the left, to be fair, in the first half. But, you know, he came so much more into it second half. Alex? Um, I, see, I'm thinking eight. Um, not that he did anything wrong. Just I just felt like that was his performance. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's, you know, we, we've said on and several players tonight that we think they've had one of their best games in a black and white shirt. I don't think that was one of Miggy's best performances in black no. and white shirt. It was just a... Good performance. He got a goal, brilliant, amazing run for the goal. Um, yeah. Was involved in a couple of nice little set piece routines that was tidy. He was energetic, mm-hmm. better in the second half. Um, and an eight, a bit, I okay. think. I think an argument for nine is also fair, but I, I'm going to go with an eight. No worries. Uh, right, Callum Wilson, um, ten for me. I thought he was outstanding. I thought he played that striker role absolutely perfect yesterday. He battled. For the ball, he, he held it up well on occasions. He, he he just linked the play really, really well um, and took his goal spectacularly well. Could have had more, uh, but what I like is the runs he was making yesterday. Um, you know, the, the Gordon found him a couple of times making some runs uh, and he could have had a hat-trick, but I thought his performance was outstanding. So 10 for me. Billy? Uh, I'm going to give him a nine. I think he okay. should have scored. A, I should have had at least a hat-trick. Uh, yeah. And if the referee had been on his case and give us a penalty, he should have had four. Uh, but he didn't give us the penalty, obviously. But yeah, he should have scored two before he did score. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it, the, the press is so much more apparent when he's playing. And I don't know if he's, yeah. if he's uh, a leader yeah, or, yeah. I know what you, you mean. know, but he's, he's a fantastic centre forward. And yeah, nine for me, just because okay. he, he missed two chances. All right, Alex? Yeah, the same. I'm going to give him a nine. I don't, I don't think okay. it was a 10, purely five shots on target and a few tame efforts. He, he'll be frustrated he didn't get more than one. Um, but a nine, almost perfect. But I think, you know, with five shots on target, with some of the quality of those chances as well, um, yeah. it could it could, very easily could have been a 10. Okay. What were the substitutions yesterday? Obviously, Gordon came on. But the second half, it was... So uh, they were. The next Snarly. one was... Isak came on first. Um, 69 minutes for Wilson. With Tenali. They made three changes, didn't he? So Isak for Wilson... Um, Tonali for, for Miggy and Livermento for, Liver Liver for Trippy. Yeah, okay. So, um, we'll start with um, obviously Livermento. Um, I'm gonna give Livermento an eight. I thought he was he looked great. Um, he didn't make any mistakes. He, you know, they went to that five five sort of at the back system, so he, he turned into a wing back, and I thought he did fine. Uh, so are we giving anybody disagreeing with an eight, guys? No, I think eight's fair. Uh, I would have probably given this. I would have probably given a seven just based on not that he the did fact that you're wrong, Simon just, Cowell of football. I, I understand. I don't, I don't think he was on long enough or did enough to warrant an eight. You know, I've, 
I've scored Miggy and eight. Yeah, you put a few I good crosses score. in, Alex. No, I understand that. But if, if I've scored Miggy and eight, mm-hmm. I can't then score with the same criteria. I can't give Livermento an eight because uh, Miggy's performance yeah. was a lot higher. So it's just based on what I've scored other players. Uh, I thought that's not saying that Livermento didn't do well. I think I thought he came on, like you said, crossed well, energetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a cross that rebounded back, and he had to track back and, and deal with the counter. He did very well there. Yeah, I remember um, that one. Yeah, yeah. He, he looked, he looked, he looked really solid. But I, I'm just, I'm going to go with the seven. But okay. I do think he was good. Um, Tonali, uh, tough one. I don't think Tonali got into the game as much as he. I mean, how long did he have on the pitch? Half an hour or so. Yeah, he, he did all right. He did all right, but um, I don't think he was. He, I don't think he was quite up there with with with. Obviously, Bruno's performance was was excellent. I mean, uh, I'm going to give him a seven. Um, again, steady away. Um, but by the time he came on, the game was dead anyway. But I, I, I like his physicality, and I think he's going to. He's definitely going to get better for us as the time goes on. He's a quality player, uh, but I'll give him a seven, Billy. Yeah, the first thing he did when he came on actually was fail to track back a, a runner. Um, yeah, you pointed that out. Yeah, yeah. Straight away. But I think that's down to communication more than anything else. I don't, I'm not sure he understands things he should be understanding. Uh, mm-hmm. He does seem lazy at times, but I think, again, that's down to communication. We need more kind of talking in the middle of the park, I think, at times when he's playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll give him a seven because I thought he did some good things too. Yeah. Alex? Yeah, I, I'm going to give him a seven. I, I agree positionally and he needs to switch on. Chris tracking back a little bit quicker. Yeah. However, he was very tidy when he was on when he when he was on the ball. Um, ninety four percent pass accuracy, thirty out of mm. thirty two passes. Considering how long he was on the pitch, was very good. Two key passes as well, and well, I think those were two crosses specifically. Yeah, he put so a corner, he, he, corner duty. Um, yeah, yeah. He put in a tackle. He won his only ground duel. Um, I thought he was really solid. It, it was just, it just again, it's about tracking and positioning. But hopefully um, that'll uh, that'll come with time. Very strange comment here from John. Uh, do you think the scoreline flattered us? No, I think it could have been double that. It, it, we could have got double figures, yeah. Um, you consider the amount of chances that, you know, Callum could have had a hat trick. We should have had a penalty. Um, maybe it, two it penalties. Could have, maybe two, Gordon yeah. got took down second half in the, in the box, didn't he? When yeah, he that was another one. Uh, Dylan, thank you for your 199 Super Chat. He says, uh, Botman goal as soon as Alex doesn't predict it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think he'd be predicting Botman to score for the rest of the season uh, to see if he can keep his uh, his run going. Um, any other subs? Yes, Lewis Hall, wasn't there? Lewis Hall came on. Um, Have we done Isak? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Isak. Um, listen, I'm going to give Isak a nine. I thought he was... Uh, he took his goal absolutely, you know, to, to, to sort of latch onto a mistake and then have the confidence to do what he did uh, before thwacking it in the net, I, I just loved it. Uh, nine for me, Billy. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Nine out of ten, but it was fantastic in yep. a small time. He had on half an hour. Um, just looked like he knew that he was better than everyone that was in his in the opposition. Got a, they all looked arrogant, hungry again, didn't they? Hints of arrogance about him, and yeah. when, when it's yeah, yeah. in the right way, he's a fantastic player. The finish yeah. was phenomenal. Yeah, nine out of ten. Yeah. Alex. Uh, I'll give him an eight. I thought he was good. He came on, he scored the goal, he looked energetic. Um, well, again, same logic. I gave Miggy an eight. I can't Alex, give you don't it'd have be to weird explain. if I gave Isak it's more fine. than an eight. 
yeah, re- really, really good. I, I did yeah. like the composure and the timing and the patience for the goal. That was what was lacking in the last couple of weeks. It was a lot better. They all, you know, just made that point, but they all looked hungry yesterday. When the confidence was up, I think after we scored that first goal, it just, there seemed to be a cloud lifted off the shoulders of every single one of them. And this confidence just all came back from last season. And they just played... It, freely the passing the movement it was all back to how it was and it was just like this massive dark cloud had gone uh it was incredible we were trying uh, Chris, to play freely before we scored but yeah the passes weren't going to feet ricochets were going against us but as soon as we scored everything everything went to feet really it was it was, it was yeah. a fantastic performance um chris lynch thank you very much for your 25 pound super chat there is no comment there but thank you for your uh support of the channel mate that is very very kind um, by the way, it looks like Mbappe is not going to be at St. James's Park because he has a calf injury, uh, taken off after half an hour by PSG. Uh, and he's a has it been assessed doubt. though? We, we knew he was taken off, yeah. The, the, we know the, the reports the are extent? that he's a big doubt. Uh, I don't think they've released the extent of the injury, but all they've said is he's a massive doubt, so he'll probably be playing. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, right, Lewis Hall, I don't think... Uh, he wasn't on long enough to really score him. I thought he, he looked confident when he came on. He he did the right things. Um, I mean, he's got his debut out of the way now, hasn't he? Yeah, so. it's, it's, it, I'm going to give him a seven. You know, he, Guys, anything than a seven? Well, I think when he came on, I think Eddie Howe changed the system, didn't he? Because I think he, he sees him as a left wing back rather than a left back, which is odd, yeah. Yeah. really, because we need a left back. Um, but I think it was just getting bodies on the pitch in various positions, Billy. I think that's why he did it for I the last 10 minutes. But it's quite I don't think he for, sees for him as a wing back. No, but it was odd that he changed the system as soon as he came on. I don't think he yeah. needed to. I, I think I, thought I don't he think it's that he sees him as a wing back. Give it, rest, but he didn't. Well, the, but this is precisely why I'm saying I don't think he sees Lewis Hall as a wing back. I think mm. he's trying a system and a shape for mm, what we may possibly. need to use this season in certain scenarios against certain teams especially if we get like a Trippier injury. Let's say Trippier's out for six weeks or eight weeks or something happens. We need a plan B. We didn't have a plan B last year and we all whinged about it. He's trying. He tried in pre-season a similar sort of shape. The problem was is everybody was on holiday and we had to play Paul Dummett in the shape and it didn't work. So now we've got the personnel to try the shape. Um, and it, we might, you know, it, what I think we use Tonali Longstaff as, as, as the, the little double pivot. The back yeah. five uh, with Botman in the middle. Um, and Hall and Livermento either side. It's interesting. It looked good. However, they did exploit a little bit of space in behind because um, mm. it was basically Tenali kind of sleeping and then Longstaff trying to run back. And then there was a big gap. Um, so we're going to need to try and... And th- th- we had the same issue in preseason when we tried it. I think, was it, was it against Chelsea we tried it? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and Martinez, uh, Jackson Martinez was running running mm. riot in that little half space. I, I can't remember. I think it was the Chelsea game. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think the the biggest talking point is is we tried the new system, guys. That's that's enormous because we'll see it at some point. Yeah. We, we may even see it against PSG. Might even see it against Man City on Wednesday. Who knows? Um, yeah. Lewis oh, Hall, I tell you what, he is. Yeah, he's yeah. very very strong physically for a nineteen year old. Caused almost. He's he's stocky, isn't he? Really stocky build. Uh, and Eddie Howe, guys, to finish it off, tens across the board. Yeah, I guess so. When you yeah, went out, made the like... decision to leave Tenali out, put in yeah. Anderson, changed the striker, you know, did everything. Uh, substitutions were good yesterday. I mean, uh, albeit the Gordon was... one was forced. Well, it was forced, but 
you know, I mean, you know, you can't. It was there to make. I mean, it was only one change it was ever going to be. It was Gordon coming on. Um, I, I'm still on the fence about Barnes at the moment. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it out there. But yeah. I, I have full I have full faith in the in the decisions of the club, and I I expect that the plan and the and the quality will show through. Um, I'm just you know. There's one part of the game. There's one part of the game where I've I've been like this since day one, really. But Cher played a fantastic ball out to the left wing, and Harvey Barnes was stood on the on, in the D in the penalty area when he stood yeah, on the left wing. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, uh, I mean Fabian Cher had every right to expect Harvey Barnes to be on that left flank, and he wasn't mm-hmm. anywhere near it. And if he was, there was a lot of space to run into as well. But indeed, yeah. Uh, right, uh, the fans get a 10 as usual. Absolutely superb support for the lads yesterday and the, the fact that the lads stood there for at least 15, 20 minutes clapping them. It was just incredible. Um, there you go. That is the match uh, review done and dusted. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget tomorrow night again, same time tomorrow, 7 o'clock. Uh, the games are coming thick and fast now for the Toonami. Uh, three home games off the belt now. Man City, Burnley and, of course, PSG in the Champions League. Uh, excitement is very much building up. So tomorrow at seven o'clock, we have, of course, the match preview for uh, the uh, Carabao Cup game. And of course, any news that uh, is breaking from Newcastle United, you'll hear it first on the Toon Review. Thank you for all your uh, super chats tonight. We really, really do appreciate it. And of course, taking part in the show. Uh, Please do keep voting in the uh, Football Content Awards. Uh, If you're watching this after the live show, if you're watching this on a rerun, it is linked at the top of the description. Just hit that link, head down to uh, podcasts, best podcasts, and you'll see Premier League drop-down box. Hit that, and you'll see the tune review in there. Please keep voting for us uh, for the finals. You'll hear us rabbiting on about that for the next couple of weeks. There is no doubt about it. We really want to try and get something from the, these awards this time around. Yes, Billy? There's also two Newcastle United players in the Player of the Season award as well. Bruno there and is Cameron indeed. Wilson. Yes, there is. Uh, so please go and vote. Don't forget to vote for Adam and Matty as well. And uh, well done to all the Newcastle podcasts for uh, getting through to the finals. Uh, thank you, Mods, again. But thank you to you guys out there. You are absolute legends. Such a massive viewing figures for tonight's show as well. Uh, we love you all. And uh, thank you for keep coming back and supporting the Toon Review. Uh, thank you to Billy and Alex. And we will see you tomorrow night for the Man City preview. Until then, enjoy the rest of the evening, folks. Good night. How wait the lads and lasses. Come back and check on some breathing.